Girl, if it's all right. All right. Let's go somewhere and get it on tonight. Get it on. I got a girl, but you look good tonight. You look so good, girl. It's one more tonight. 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 Girl, if it's all right. You're really stressing me. Today I cannot give a fuck Cause I got none to give But like I know and some kids We all fall short of ideas Hey, on my timeline All I wanna see is my woman Half naked turning down Replies from niggas who want it You can keep your disaster They been draining my data All the friction and fickleness Only making me callous I'd rather have a hard on And a hard heart Put the pussy on the chain Wax salad cart While I ignore the world's problems Like an oligarch Free love in this bitch Like it's behind we're back welcome to another episode welcome to another episode of hood rap to head rap hood rap to head rap you know what i'm saying welcome back i know some of y'all been talking about the lack of a regular recording schedule and we got you red know what I mean? on the internet I, I don't know if i got red Ain't but shout out to the person the that was like <laughs> I'm the book. A hood rap to hair rap should get more credit than what it gets. Um, they just it's probably chalked up to not having a regular schedule. So I, it's not really. You know, a read. no, it's no, the no. that was the truth. That was the truth. But let me tell y'all something. I I appreciate that. And also, we always break for the summer. And another thing to consider is that a podcast costs a great deal of money to record, yes, especially when you're doing and time because time is mm-hmm. money in a lot of ways. So you are encountering two people who work and have jobs and, Mm -hmm. you know, we do other shit, you know, to keep the lights on because the podcast surely not doing it, you know, but at the end of the day, we do it for the love. This is a people power, people sponsored podcast. You know, we could just have Amazon sponsor it, you know, part of their diversity um, (laughs) initiative, the the transgenders and (laughs) non-binaries in communications initiative with but it Amazon would sound like Prime. This. Thank you for joining in to the importance of diversity and inclusion and equity. and equity. And we just think it's so important. The work that insert every white person is doing right now. And I just loved that. They actually talked about trans people at the Emmys. I just think that's so great. Yes. Cause we're dying. <laughs> <laughs> we're like dying. They say a hella casual. We're like Cause dying. We're dying. Cause we're like dying. Because of here. like the urgency. God willing, inshallah. So we'll we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. But we'll also, happen. if you want to contribute to this podcast, you know how to do so. If you want to donate, and also I do not want to take for granted those who already have. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast. Whether you listen, whether you share, whether you play it in the car with your kids, because this is a family podcast that we do curse, but we encourage listening it like a fireside chat with your family. Um, <laughs> But what I will say is thank you to everybody who has supported in thank in you. every way. And it's not minuscule. We don't take it for granted. And, nope. you know, nigga just got other things to do. So we don't, you know, be giving all our time and attention to this. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll pick it back up. Yes. I think. We are. I don't care, really. Ebony's I care, but I don't. I like structure. I got something in my, I can't remember, but I have something in my chart about structure. But Ebony doesn't have anything in his chart about structure. No. He has the, the adverse, the resistance to structure. So if you ever think, how do y'all work together? I am the structure in the relationship. Yes. Ebony is the creative, 
um, the authenticity, the integrity that's you. of nope, that's you. The integrity of mm-hmm. the business that's like, oh no, don't don't work with Amazon, Erica, because you know, left to my own devices, if the coin is cute, Amazon I might. Amazon ain't never reached out to that's us. True. It'd be more like Target or something like that. But yes, but still, I but you play. are the integrity. That's all I mean, not the structure. No, I think you have a great deal of integrity, babe. I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be fucking with you even on a romantic level, much less a business level. Yeah, you know shoot. You know, shoot. but at the end of the day, I'm gonna put y'all up on a lot of game uh, to really understand the matrix of the internet and why you know we do the work that we do, but also the sort of shortcomings and drawbacks to that, and even some of the ways that you lose out financially when you do not align yourself with corporate interests that pine people's Instagram and Twitter pages. Um, particularly black people's Instagram and Twitter pages for marketing um, assistance. Is that what the podcast is about? That's not. The podcast is about the internet and how it's all everything. But you're just going to put them up on game. I'm going to just put y'all up on game how the shit with the followers work and all of that. How these motherfuckers don't care nothing about you. I'm going to do it at some point. Oh, okay. But we just, just, we're not going to, we we jump right in. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, welcome to another episode of Hood Ratchet Head Rap, (laughs) as I said before. If you're just joining us, my name is Ebony P. Donnelly. I'm from that DB's L9800. You feel me? If you don't know, you surely can't go, but you probably already went anyway. Who cares? anybody has to say everything is just a meme um who are you babe <laughs> my name is erica hart pronouns she her hers and they them theirs um i'm from Severn, maryland you're gonna go because it's great there 410 you already it's know it's not great it's great Severn. yes actually one of the we should we should go one of my favorite Chinese food spots is actually in Severn, Maryland. Hugh Nam Rose. I'm not going fire. to Severn for no Chinese food. Oh, it's food. so good. Actually, Baltimore, shout out, has some of the best Chinese food on the planet. Wow. New York does I not. I fuck with People Baltimore. I'm talking about New Severn. I, I like I like Baltimore. I fuck with Baltimore, Nick. They remind me of home. I like it there a lot. Yes. I would that's move my there. family. Yes. 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 Yeah, so <laughs> thank y'all again for joining us. In 787. Shout out Puerto Rico. I need to start saying that. Because I'm really from both places. Penuela. Penuelas Ponce. And lo demás es parking. What the hell is Ponce that? Ponce es Ponce. And lo demás is parking. What does that mean? Ponce es Ponce. It's just like, Ponce is there. It's just Ponce. And the rest of it is parking. Ain't nothing there. That's, That's all they say. I'm like, what is that beach we go to? With the little La drinks outside. Oh, uh, La Guancha. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It was cool. But anyway. Well, we have a new thing that we're doing. We're going to institute it. We have a little game at the top of our podcast. So the two of us are avid listeners of music. Yes. And we are going to test each other. And y'all can play along as well. Um, we're going to read, I don't know how much of a lyric to each other. Or lyrics to each other. And then the other person has to guess what song it is, yes. right? And That's the artist? It. Song and artist. Oh, jeez. Let's okay. get it going. Oh, also, if you hear, like, sound in the background, Eb is the audio engineer, period, but also the audio engineer on this podcast. Um, he can't necessarily take all of Baguette's sounds out, so if you hear some rumbling, that's just Baguette chewing a bone. So, yeah. We yeah, see, we home. have an authentic yes. approach to... <laughs> Story and telling. I don't hear Baguette right now, which means that she's probably in a plant somewhere, which yeah, is fantastic. She, yeah, she buries her shit in the plants. Yes, yeah, she does. You know, I might start having to bury my belongings because, you know, <laughs> everything is fleeting and 
Life is short. You should bury your socks because I definitely take them all. Okay. Okay, okay. go ahead. <laughs> all right. You go first. We're just reading them to reiterate the instructions. We, yes, you don't you sing. sing if you sing don't them, sing yeah, it. That don't would. recite rap it. Just read it as if you were reading it for the first time on the paper. <laughs> Blowing niggas with rusty ass German things. Keeping it thorough is our motherfucking claim to fame. Throw on your wetsuit. When it rains, it pours and all. Hit them with the four. Don't even know them from a hole in the wall. Get at me. Niggas want to clap me. Snitches want to rap me. Put it right where they back be. This might give it away. Keep my duns close to me. Enemies even closer. Okay, stop. Okay, you know what it is. Grinding? No, absolutely oh, not. Shoot. Uh, keep my enemies. Jay-Z? No. Uh, am I close? No, you're very... Well, kind of. Keep my enemies close. Okay, keep going. Since a little dude eating niggas food, buck 50s. Niggas can kill me, but they come in with, with me. me. How about what? that? Send the queen bee he to attack. A, oh, it's um storm. You have to get quiet the, storm. There you go. But bye, little Kim. And oh Jesus, he's light skinned and cute. Yes, he is deceased. Oh, he passed. Yeah, he passed? one of them did. It's a group. Oh wow, um, queens. Queens. Queens representatives. Be careful moving your chair. You roll over. You're gonna the dog's make paw. this podcast about this dog. <laughs> I forgot his I forgot their name. Mob Deep. Mob Deep. He wanted him past the life. Prodigy, skin? yes, he did. How did he pass? He has sickle cell. I didn't know. Rest in peace to the dog. You understand? Peace. I love Mob Deep. That's one of my favorite rap groups of all time. But that one is kind of hard to not that was rap hard. it. Because I know, but I'm rapping it. And they it's come no way to rapping is just talking. True. All right, let's see if you get this all one. All right. This might be easy. <clears throat> okay. I hopped off the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame and excess. Whoa, am I going to fit in? Jumped in the cab. Here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> this is also crazy. Everybody seems so Riley famous. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> what's the name of the song? Uh, what's the name of that song? <laughs> Party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hella easy. You're good at this. Yeah. Hey, that's what I was gonna... Y'all feel free to play that at home when you going on a date with somebody. You know, yes. that's a good little. That is a good. That's ice a good breaker. little icebreaker. You know, um, one of my friends on you know Facebook, but who I I want to meet in real life, uh, Jay Mace. He had a. Facebook status asking people how to help him flirt. And I realized that I really have a knack for that. You know, these are even though I'm this rolling podcast, my eyes, y'all can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. Even though this podcast is about the internet, I'm not gonna act like a total Luddite or troglodyte like I don't like certain shit on the internet. Like I'll be watching all types of obscure videos about vintage amplifiers and you know, passive speakers and I'm I'm watching all types of line dance videos, learning how to do the electric slide because I'm not admittedly because Erica been trying to teach me to do electric slide. What does this have to do with flirting? Th these are this is wholesome content that I like. I like what oh. he his status because it got me engaged. Oh, because I you see. know, but and I wanted to share some of my insights. You know, when you flirt and you trying to really you know mac and get your bid in. In the Bay Area, we call it campaigning because you are campaigning for that person. It's like, you know, I'm the one for you. I'm the best candidate. 
you know, you're the candidate for me. We need to be on the team. Let's be on the winning team. You know, that's what it really is about. But the way that you get to it is that you be yourself. And I know that sounds super cliche, but it's actually true. Tips from Eb, flirting tips from Ebony. Should yes. we add this at the Also top have a request. Podcast? Don't just be flirting with people because somebody was like, well, how do you be yourself? What if you just being your charming self? How do you, how does that person know that you're flirting with them versus just being charming? Why does that matter? Because you don't want to waste your time. If get you to the goal, then what does it matter? Well, they might not construe that as flirting. They might just be like, oh, that's, it's a friendship thing or they do this with everybody. Oh, that's me. I'm, I, I'm literally, people think I'm flirting all the time and I'm not, I'm just being nice. Right. But there are people who are flirting. Yes. And they, with intent, it's targeted. You flirt with intent. So one thing you got to do, I feel like is your, your, your flirting has to come with a request. You know, if y'all, and it has to be a request tied to something y'all already been talking about. If y'all been talking about anime, which I don't, Traffic in, I know nothing about. <laughs> but if y'all flirting about that, be like, oh, do you want to um, go see the anime with me or something like that? Like, Or find something out about anime and then start talking yes, about it. Yes, yes. That helps. And that, but, they, but it has to have a request. That What's the next step? Yes. Is we finna go out? Is we gonna talk on the phone? What's the follow up? Yes. That has worked for me. You're looking at, or, and you're really hearing one of my satisfied customers right over here. <laughs> the campaign. The campaign, I just, oh, I got my, God, I put my yeah. bid in. You have to put your bid That's in. That's what he said for the first six months we were dating. I, I put, put my, my bid in. You have to put your oh, bid yeah, in. Yeah. You understand? And don't ever stop putting your bid in. You never stop flirting with your partner or the person that you're with or yeah. the person that you're dating. Persons that or whatever persons, y'all got going on. Keep that flirting up because that's important. People don't flirt enough. They no. stop. They stop when they won the quote unquote campaign. Yes, that's what these politicians doing to y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> And similarly, I've been thinking a lot about the internet. I've been thinking a lot about the draw and the pull towards it. And not just towards the internet itself, but the people on the internet, the way that we engage with social media and beyond this sort of rote, sort of consensus that people have about, oh, social media makes you feel less connected. Duh, that's the point. So you could be on your motherfucking phone all day. It, I think mm-hmm. I'm thinking beyond that. I'm thinking more so on the level of like how it makes me feel. And I just hate it. Um, mm. And I hate it not because of anything inherent about the, the Internet itself or the mechanism of going online. I just feel like it is such a, a microcosm of the things that I hate about life now or mm-hmm. the world itself, which is that people just generally don't give a fuck about people. And it, it, people certainly don't care about black people and it's on loudspeaker all day long. Yes. Um, and it's not like the conversations around racial and social justice on the internet are edifying anybody. It's just making people money. Yes. It's not like it's actually, Stopping white people from being right. racist is just having their racism have a platform or having their racism have a platform to be worked out or mitigated or taught through or educated through or it's all becoming empty. And what precipitated that for me, I think, was when I saw the article that D-Ray wrote mm-hmm. About Sean King or to Sean King, Mm -hmm. open letter. This was after Rihanna having some type of activism awards or some shit. Well, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's like the ball 
It's Rihanna's ball. She has it every yeah, year. Yeah, so she has some type of ball or gala of some sort. Yes. But then had some type of activist component to it. It's and like she honors somebody every year. Honoring Sean King. Right. Now, if any of you are unfamiliar with Sean King's work, he is a consummate peddler and purveyor of black pain porn for profit. That's something that Sean King specializes in. He is he is almost born of the internet. He is yes. almost like a figurehead yes. of what the internet now represents in this day and age. He is one such example of how to bo- use what actual black people are going to going through. You as a light skin, uh, presumably black cis man. That's all. I, I'm not gonna say that he not black. I don't know, but you light skin as fuck. You black cis man. And you talk about voting and you talk about politics and all these different things. And you also share a great deal about when black people die and you do so to, and you fundraise a shit ton and can't anybody really figure out your tax forms or where the money has gone. You do internal, you have your friend audit you and audit your tax forms. Your friend, his friend, um, audit his tax forms after a lot of people, um, were calling into question the amount of money he raised and toward what it's and and for what it's for. Right. Um. So that's Sean King. But the thing is that bothered me is that even this the whole thing with Rihanna even honoring somebody. Yes. Period. Yes. I think it, as far as activism is concerned. Yes. I think what the internet has done for me is it spoiled my sort of rose tinted glasses about celeb and I've never had them about celebrities but you know you want to just like a person without them having use leveraging any of their celebrity towards some type of social good or activist initiative right like you want Jay-Z to just you know I was saying today I miss Jay-Z who was fucking with you know Beanie Siegel and them and you know um Memphis Bleak and yeah. so I miss the non, the you know, old, right? The no, re- no social media, no Jay-Z. social media. You know, he's probably an. I mean, Jay Z, by all intents and purposes, hasn't been great then. Mm-hmm. I was a frequent collaborator with R. Kelly during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, but but the internet <laughs> makes these things less, makes these things more. I don't know. It just puts it to the forefront or it yes. makes you forget at the same time. It's like you have more information available, but yet people are willing mm-hmm. to ch- pick and choose what they're going to think about, what they're going to talk about, and what they're going to recognize about a particular issue or a particular person. Right. Um, and you need to get into how mm-hmm. D-Ray mm-hmm. Has, is similarly a con artist like Sean King mm-hmm. in the sense of being lauded as a member of the Black Lives Matter movement and someone who did a lot of organizing in Ferguson. Meanwhile, there were people from Ferguson who were organizing and working on behalf of the city of Ferguson to mm-hmm. free each other, to free black people. And here this person is capitalizing off of that experience and people believe him when in fact people in ferguson have died Mm -hmm. we have to talk about how these are two cisgender men who are being centered and believed regardless of the pushback they get Mm -hmm. which is oftentimes from black films who are speaking out against them narratives things that are actually happening in real life become co-opted on the internet so we lose that a teenager was killed by the police and what endures is D-Ray. And people forget that a teenager was killed by the police, that Michael Brown was killed by the police. 
now that becomes a large part of D-Ray's mayoral bid Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Like it just becomes Mm -hmm. all a part of somebody else's story. And it gets so far removed from the people who it actually touched. Yes. From the people who actually are still impacted to this day. Yes. It gets far removed from the people's families. And yes, maybe some of them get visibility, but at what cost? And the reason why it gets so removed and why the reason why one person is put on a pedestal has a lot to do with people wanting this one person of freedom, right? This mm-hmm. one Martin Luther King Jr., this one Malcolm X. And I, I can't even say this one Fannie Lou Hamer because I feel like people don't even talk about Fannie Lou Hamer in the no. same ways that they talk about, again, these cisgender men who have been lauded as the heroes. Mm-hmm. So they're similar, but now it's not that, you know, you've marched to Montgomery and that you put your your body on the line and you talk mm-hmm. about white people straight up on the streets of Harlem, mm-hmm. right? All you have to do is have followers. That's all you have to do. And <laughs> the way that, but then the, but the gag is is that the followers don't come out of nowhere. All you have to do is say something. You have to have the most pithy quotes. That's all. You yeah, need. you just gotta be hella sharp and witted mm-hmm. and have all the witticisms, and it just doesn't make a difference. And you right. have to have white people's buy-in. At the end of the day, yeah. if white people buy in to your nonsense, if they're like, "Oh, I'm learning so much," something I wanted to read because mm-hmm. white people also do this to me. And someone just messaged me tonight, and they said, "Your posts make me super uncomfortable." Often in parentheses, often mad in parentheses at you. I appreciate how much you make me think and challenge me to question what I thought I knew. I can't say thanks just yet, but thanks. These are the people who are contributing to the followers of D-Ray, of Sean King, of myself. These are the folks who have access to the internet, right? And are using Mm -hmm. it in a way that's like, thanks for making me uncomfortable. Here's some money because I'm uncomfortable. Like, we we are not, no one on the internet who talks about racial and social justice on their platform is exempt from having white people try to access it in some way so they can... Uh, make themselves feel more guilty or make themselves feel bad or make themselves quote unquote uncomfortable or uh, mad at another black person. On that's the what, internet. Because that's a fetish of white people is yes. just to be mad at black people yes. on the internet. Somebody yes. they don't even know. Yes. Right? So I, you can, you can be responsible for that and actually address the people that follow you or, and now you don't have to address them personally mm-hmm. but you could just talk about I, I guess not not just talk about it, but you could just be mindful of what you share and how it doesn't have to cater to white people's feelings or white people's desires or white people's interests. Yes. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of racial and social justice folks, even people that consider themselves activists, center their narrative on white people's interests, on white people's wants. So I mm-hmm. think this kind of you know, messaging is like, hey, pay attention to me. You're making me mad, mm-hmm. making me uncomfortable. I don't care how you feel. And like, I'm also a stranger. Right. I'm a, like, it's not that I'm making you feel uncomfortable. You just don't like black people. That's correct. And so now what the internet does is it avails all of this language to humanize these weird ass anti-black behaviors and to call them something else. Oh, you're getting me out of my comfort zone. Look, 
if anybody is doing first of all there's these again back to this language there's no such thing as a social media activist that's almost like an oxymoron yeah if any white publication is writing about you or they're talking about you and they're calling you a social media activist of some sort that's a drag that's not a positive (laughs) right depiction of of what maybe some people think they're doing but the anybody all of us who are doing racial and social justice work if anybody is doing it with the hopes that it will then end racism through educating white people it's just not gonna work yeah it's not gonna it's gonna garner you a lot of followers it's gonna have people pay attention to what you say you're gonna get like that instant gratification of having a thousand some odd or so or tens of thousands of likes on something that you said but motherfuckers not hearing what you're saying but that's also that's Mm -hmm. also i don't want to move away too far from the sean king Uh but that does have a lot to do with why social media is so effective it is literally an ego boost yeah. You said something, people liked it. Here's mm-hmm. showing how many people liked it. Mm-hmm. Here's the reach of it, right? Literally the reach mm-hmm. is shown, which is oftentimes more than how many people liked it. A reach here's, is a measurement of how many people saw it. Whether here's how it many, here's, you know, how many people that shared it. You can see that as mm-hmm. well. Like it's all functioning on the individual mm-hmm. and wh- how well you're doing mm-hmm. right so it is addictive to that measure to be like oh gotta check it gotta check have these lights gone up gotta check how these followers mm-hmm. gone up all my stuff mm-hmm. has nothing to do with community so if you are considering yourself an activist an organizer and you are focused and centered and all of your work can be found on the internet and accessible on the internet which is a different situation but that's where you do all of your work consider that that's all focused on one person has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with individual has nothing to do with taking yourself away and everything to do with centering yourself constantly as the 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 leader of this information not necessarily giving it away so people have it at Mm -hmm. their at their disposal or having it at their access at their fingertips so they can actually do something with it so they can organize in their communities and it goes further than just a share yeah because people consider that people say all the time on social media there'll be these like memes you know follow people who are different than you follow people who don't make you feel bad and follow black follow people pe- follow black people and plc accounts and mm-hmm. follow fat activists sure but at the end of the day if you don't actually deal with your internalized fat phobia and your anti-blackness what 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 are we doing right and i if, think the right go ahead babe. if you go into work and you are perpetuating all of these isms and systems of oppression onto other people or you're not saying anything in the meeting when it's coming up, who gives a fuck what you just shared? Mm-hmm. And you can literally share something. I've been, I've worked with people who shared lots of things on the internet and they still were some of the most racist, horrible people on the planet. Right. But they surely had a, 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 a beautiful Instagram or their Facebook shared lots of things and there was lots of likes on it and lots of comments and thanking them for sharing and having their dialogue on their mm-hmm. page. But in person, they were horrific. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is comment circling back to the D-Ray and Sean King thing is that here we are, two people, somebody tweeted this, two people sitting on the internet going back and forth, essentially fighting over Rihanna's attention or famous people's attention. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there are activists who have died. Mm -hmm. 
And there are people who have lost their lives because this country is a white supremacist country. It has always been that. Right. But here you are fighting each other while you do the same thing. Right. While you literally uh, fight to continue to exploit black pain. Yes. For your own personal gain. Own personal gain. And that's the distinction. And I think, I don't even know what activism is anymore necessarily. I, I think... I'm not even thinking on the level of individual, but I'm also thinking on the level of corporations literally comb through yes. people's, in, I mean, black Twitter, the chicken sandwich shit is a good, a good, um, sort of cautionary tale about that. Mm. The Popeyes uh-huh. and the, um, what's the, uh, Chick-fil-A. Right. Exactly. We're not, we're yes. talking about people's eating habits and, the, you know, you shouldn't eat fast food and you need to go vote while you're standing in line and all. We're not talking about how Popeyes now gets to be cheeky and Popeyes and Wendy's and um, Chick-fil-A. They now get to join in a in an Internet battle of sorts like they get to be funny and have some type of humor and wit when they the national average wage for their employees is seven to twelve dollars. Yeah. But that's not a part of the conversation. It's black people, how black people eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's being talked about. And yeah. while and Popeye's gets, ad revenue gets raised. And, and how Pope- black people need to vote. So here I'm standing in the voter register. I'm making a voter register. You know what I mean? It just, it feels, wait. it just feels hella out of control. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm, Mm-hmm. It feels like just a place that you don't want to be. Yes. Yeah, at least for it's me, I'm speaking for myself. Like I start to, I just, it's also like this idea that, you know, oh, people are, social media makes people less connected. And I am of the opinion that like social media is designed for the companies that, that primarily run social media companies to make money. Like that's the obvious thing. So it is to get you to use. It's to get you to use compulsively and all of that. Like yeah. I do. I'll be signing in and out of Facebook yes. every five seconds. Yes. Like I ain't even doing yeah, shit on there. Out. I, all day. Yeah. All day doing that. Yes. You know what I mean? For and some, what do you get out of it? What is nothing. It, what it it's, make, well, you get something. Ang- anxiety. It, it's like a There's quick un- anxiety relief. Okay, anxiety relief. Okay. Yeah, like if I got an email to write or something to do, I'll get yes. on Facebook. It's almost, it's just like an instinctive thing to do. Yes. You know, but it's not necessarily gratifying. Yeah, sometimes you want to get likes or you want people to engage with your content. You want to feel like what you're saying matters in some sense. But it's also like none of that, the inner, nothing that anybody can say or no type of likes or notifi- number of notifications is any measure of the, what you're, is any measure that what you're saying is being heard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Twitter. Black Twitter. Mm-hmm. We've created a space for ourselves to kind of come together and laugh at, you know, whatever ridiculousness is happening Mm -hmm. or to call out what ridiculousness is happening. Things like Oscar so white, that's Mm -hmm. a function of black Twitter. Um, And that was an action on the internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it had a result. Yeah. Right. And I feel like even the Popeyes thing, that is a function of black Twitter. It had a result, not necessarily in our hands, but Mm -hmm. that, but I feel like we are always like Aaron Lang said, Black people have nothing. Mm-hmm. We are always being pathologized. We are always being questioned. We are always questioning ourselves and mm-hmm. our actions. Mm-hmm. We can't just be on the internet laughing at, I don't know, Takashi 69 coming. Is that how you say his name? Takashi, I guess. Takashi 69 yes. making up memes that are hilarious about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It all has to be for the greater good. There's always this, this push for black people to be something 
something more always mm-hmm. like you can't just be on the you can't just make jokes about shit like mm-hmm. why why not i mean one of our um friends who just got married he after we found out at the wedding he has a twitter page that is literally just pushes out automatic curse words Nobody mm-hmm. is going to that person and saying, hey, why don't you make this more educational? And how come this money doesn't go back to the white community? And how come it doesn't support mm-hmm. my... It's, why, why, why do white people get to have literally everything? And it's not just money. Mm-hmm. They also get to have frivolity. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. they get to be in whatever sort of space and you see it echoed on the internet. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I feel like people have experience some sort of freedom on the internet that's why you see so many trolls that's why you Mm -hmm. see people being blatantly racist Mm -hmm. there is a level of not and and also people being free people talking about their blackness and people calling out white people it's a level of freedom that people get on the internet that they don't get in everyday life but that's where it happens that's where the quote-unquote work and all of these that's where it's to be done. Yes. That's where it's going to actually shift and move something. Yes. That's where that is that is and not to say that that is that there's some unanimous decided upon work like I hate people using that term like motherfucker talking about the work ain't got no job. <laughs> like y'all you know what I mean ain't thinking about no haven't decided what your role is going to be in the work but you're deciding what work is for other people and like what they're supposed to be doing and it's like it's just vague it's vague Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know i i guess i just feel like it none of it none of it makes sense because people still die yes like none of it it just doesn't it all doesn't matter like it all becomes the theater of the absurd it all becomes a way for people to buttress themselves or to also not benefit from their intellectual labor whether we people joke black people joke on the twitter or not is genius yes. and some white person somewhere this is how it works yes. from some marketing team is going to be going on people's pages and figuring out what content is going to sell yes what's going to make people go in line go in line go and line up to buy something yes it's all in service of capitalism it's all in service of white people making money there's a push for corporations to become human and the most human thing about people now oddly enough is the internet is social yes. media yes. this is people's access to other human beings yes. it's a, a major part of what it is to be a person in this day and age so corporations are also clued into that yes um and it's a great way to kind of even this conversation about greta thunberg you could kind of share what you talked <laughs> about earlier Greta Thunberg is the uh, the new, I guess, poster child yes. or the face of climate change or the youth movement toward climate change. Um, Didn't she win a Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, she probably won a Nobel Peace. She won something <laughs> white, you know. Um, but yeah, just another person similar to Emma, I think their yes, name was, Roger, from, from the gun control mm-hmm. um, and conversation. And mm-hmm. all her friends, many of them are white, like where you sort of deify one young mm-hmm. white femme person Mm -hmm. um and make them the the poster child or the face of an entire movement and often the underside of that is so that people can buy it it's not like she's going to go speak at a place in sweden where corporate interests aren't going to be represented right like the people are they're there right yeah somebody had to fund that endeavor that speaking endeavor it was towards something right um 
But yeah, you could say what you talked about earlier. Well, I have been seeing, you know, her face on a lot of, you know, on on, on everything Mm. that has to do with climate change. And I didn't understand where it was coming from. And I'm always questioning when white people are center. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was strange. And then I couldn't really find what she had done Mm -hmm. that would position her in that space. And also, even if she had done something great, why do we always have to give white people a platform when they've done something? Mm-hmm. Black people do plenty of things and mm-hmm. they don't get anything for it. Yeah. So why am I then even looking for the reason for why she would have a platform as if platforms are always owed to people when yes. they do something? Yes. They're not. So yeah. I, you know, I just started thinking and then the other day she spoke at the UN and she was angry mm-hmm. in her speech And people were sharing it like, you know, this is amazing. And most of the things that I've seen her say, which is the world is burning. The world is on fire. Mm -hmm, This is horrible. mm -hmm. Y'all need to pay attention. Yes. Like, of course, they literally Mm -hmm. since I was a a kid, they've been telling me that the ozone layer is gone. So it's always been a sense of urgency, at least around me. Um, My family has always used uh, a Tupperware, a butter Tupperware bowl. I mean, butter, like the butter margarine container, margarine, margarine container uh-huh. for everything. Like yes. I carried that to school, mm-hmm. the plastic bag that they gave me to pack my sandwich in, that same plastic bag was washed out and I would use it for the whole week. Yes. Like I don't, I never understood a yeah. distinct conversation inside of recycling. Yes. It's always just been. Yeah. So when I say what she's saying isn't necessarily smart i don't mean it like that and maybe you should just edit i'm gonna this, but... edit that yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. well what i'm saying about it's it is all that... been gleaned it's just from... all been said it's been gleaned from the internet it's, it's ubiquitous it's inside also, of... you know yes. what it is uh-huh. it's also this whenever i see a child put in put center to talk about something i'm thinking they're talking about it at a level that is so brilliant that we can't even, it's like, whoa, like this is huge. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I see it that way is because black children are always positioned in that way. Mm-hmm. We have to be going to Harvard, going to Yale, mm-hmm. talking about some sort of, doing some sort of math problem that, you know, a 50 year old could never figure out or becoming scientists that, you know, oh, wow, they just cracked the code on how to make kinky hair straight. Like all of these <laughs> things, <laughs> we have to be doing the most excellent things in order to be considered something of value or even given access Mm -hmm. to the UN. I have tried to speak of the UN. I don't know how many times, Mm -hmm. so many times, literally people have told me that what I have to offer, literally people Mm -hmm. have told me that what I have to offer, the UN does not want. Mm -hmm. Huh? What? That doesn't make any sense. But how is it that Greta Thunberg is saying Thunberg? I don't know. Thunberg. I'm sorry. Thunberg. It's saying the world is burning, but that's something that I'm pretty sure other people are saying that. I'm pretty sure indigenous and black people have been talking about how the world is burning for a very long time. So I just, I have been, whenever I'm in a sense of of confusion about something, it's oftentimes white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Like hands down, it's Mm -hmm. just white supremacy that has me confused and then I contest with it and I just say it. So Mm -hmm. people now, I you know, I guess what was triggering for me when I watched her speech at the UN is that the headlines about her speech was this excitement around her anger. Yeah. And it was upsetting to me that her anger was valued, Mm -hmm. that her anger was valid Mm -hmm. because in my entire life, my anger has been 
um, undervalued, mm-hmm. has been pushed away, has been silenced. I have been um, told that I'll be fired because of how I'm speaking about certain things. So how is it now that people have there's agreement that you know now that we're in 2019 the world is really going to end even though ecosystems have been dying and burning off and animals have been becoming extinct for the past i don't know Decades. 25 years mm-hmm. it's also not black people's or indigenous people's um fucking responsibility or our fault yes <laughs> that the world looks like that like there's somebody that tweeted like black and indigenous people have lived on the planet for a very long time without any of this destruction. So mm-hmm. why in God's name am I going to sit and listen to a, a white Swedish person talking about this in some excited way? Yes. Because there are Did certainly you know? Ethiopian kids who are talking about the environment and how we need to stop putting fucking gas into the into the earth with these fucking cars all the time and they're not being centered. Mm-hmm. No one is talking about It's kids about in East Oakland talking about that like point being is that there's the notion that in the communities that are most impacted black and brown communities that these conversations aren't happening so that the moment that a young white person is talking about Mm -hmm. it it becomes immediately attractive and alluring and it's just fetishization now now the the climate is now the now climate change is an issue because a white person is talking about it yes and not just any white person it has to be a, a child and a child with an accent Yes. I, I mean, it has to be it. And again, like, it's not just innocuous. It's not just people being like, I immediately like her. It's, it's, it's engineering and it's not her yes. fault necessarily. I don't think that's what you are saying. I don't think anybody's saying that. I think people are just saying like you, people have difficulty reconciling that they're fetishizing a child and you're fetishizing a white child. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. It's, it's the Elizabeth Smart of climate change. Yeah, you don't care okay. about shit that just like you didn't care Elizabeth Smart got kidnapped. It just was something sensational for you to look at and say, the "Glad black I wasn't." Kids get kidnapped all the time, right. and right. you don't care. Right. So don't tell me that you care now. That's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. They so, care less about anything that she's saying. People talking about how she's looking at Trump. People yeah. are commenting on how she's. That's looking. what she's saying. Oh, she's so angry, and she's so what. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That does not move anything. Yeah. I just see y'all sharing this child. Mm-hmm. And what's so infuriating is Little Miss Flint, who fought for clean water to happen yep. where she's from in Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm. has 61.8 thousand followers. Now, y'all can talk about how followers don't matter and blah, blah, but they do. They are currency. Mm-hmm. They may not bring you money. Sure. They're mm-hmm. not. It's not a function of... You have this many followers, that means you make this much money. No, it's not no. that. But it's certainly currency. It's certainly your what you're saying is clearly valued because there's a lot of people that follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to, I don't know, you could talk about the Kardashians as well. Lots of followers, so they have lots of buy-in to whatever they're saying. Yes. Um, One could become a lawyer. Correct. No you training. can become whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So then you have Little Miss Flint who was doing this work talking about it. I don't know how long Greta's been doing, but the first time I heard about Greta was certainly after Little Miss Flint. Little Miss Flint has 61.8 thousand followers. Greta has 5.3 million. That all has everything to do with the platform that she has been given because of her racial identity. Regardless of her age, (laughs) she is still white. Yes. Uh, And regardless of her mental disability, she is still 
white. Yeah. And in the in the in a racialized world, you cannot leave out a conversation on race. We talk about gentrification all the time. It's not just that white people are taking homes from black people. Black people are being pushed out of places where they where they deserve to be where they have lived for many years, where they have cultivated, where they have raised children, where they have invested culture and time. And they're being pushed into places that are alongside of uh, waste dumps, that are alongside of highways, that are alongside of environmentally hazardous places. So how is it that you are only having a conversation about climate change and you are not talking about race? You cannot not talk about race and don't tell me that Greta is acknowledging her privilege by saying she's one of the lucky ones. Uh-uh. She's, no, yes. no, 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 no. And every 16-year-old that I know that is a black and brown, black 16-year-old at least, talks about being black. So mm. I'm ready for Greta to start talking about being white and everybody wants to talk about class connected mm-hmm. to environmental racism. I want Greta to start talking about her class privilege, mm-hmm. right? These are things, this is an elevated conversation yes. that will not happen and it won't happen because they know that she won't talk about it. And yeah. If you put a black or indigenous person up there, which there are plenty who are actually pulling for this conversation, they all talk about anti-black racism and big media doesn't want to fucking hear it because they want to continue to silence us over and over and over again until we die until we're extinct until white people are the only people who are here which is why we have climate issues that is why because white people want to be supreme and they will center themselves in every single facet that they can possibly do even if they are the people who are perpetuating it. And unbeknownst to a lot of people those same white people who want to reign supreme are white people who have ties to a great number of corporations who do, whose Shell, BP, all of these gas companies who will then use charitable donations to some of these same environmental nonprofits in order to make themselves look good. Yep. And these are some of the same people who also have ties to the World Wildlife Fund, who Greta Thunberg's mother was just recognized by in 2018 and awarded an award for her environmental activism because Greta Thunberg's mother is an envi- a well-known, I guess, environmental activist yeah. that I learned about. But I'm going to I'm gonna read something from... Um, it is a... I'm 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 gonna vet the website, but there is a environmental journalist or environmental activist and investigative journalist named uh, Corey Corey Morningstar. So I was just mm-hmm. looking up shit online, um, and she wrote the manufacturing of Greta Thunberg for consent, the political economy of the nonprofit industrial complex, and she talks kind of in she talks very in depth and wrote very in depth about some of the same corporations and organizations and nonprofit organizations rather that have ties to Greta Thunberg but also have ties to a great deal of corporations who stand to benefit from this desire to undo climate change or to talk about it being man-made and all that type of shit Mm -hmm. but this is a quote from it it says we have reached the brave new moment where there is no longer distinction between our quote-unquote movements and the corporate forces that have been created to further our oppression and servitude all in compliance to economic growth and capitalism for the world's ruling class. All of this to be achieved on the backs of the most vulnerable, our youth. 
all that means is that environmental organizations and groups have deep financial ties to corporate structures mm -hmm. that also help to fuck up the environment and yes. help destroy the environment. Yes. And this, I really want y'all to read. And also, if y'all don't want to read, that's another thing, too, about the Internet. Yes. You ain't got to read shit. Like, yes. you can just look at the tweet, look at something, a picture of a person, decide what you like and don't like about the motherfucker, and that will be the entire sum of the story. People jump so quickly to loving her and, oh, mm -hmm. she's looking at Trump crazy and all the sh like it's just so she's doing uh, good work yeah it's like you're not investigating how she is being used yes without yes. her consent being used yes. and co-opted into something much larger yes into something that is going to continue to drive the environment down the path that is going yes so it's like y'all gotta read it's i'm gonna put the link in there but it is called it's on a website called The Wrong Kind of Green, and it was written by Corey Morningstar, um, who is a environmental justice activist. Um, likely also a white person. I'm not sure, um, but I just looked up some stuff because I'm like, it's other people kind of clocking that yes. this is fetishizing. Yeah, and it's, and it's weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's all connected to how the internet works because it's it's irrespons it's irresponsible how we utilize the internet in a lot of ways mm -hmm. similar to um i guess marches and organizing work and activist work there are marches cough cough the women's march that mm -hmm. arose out of this idea that you know well or that this idea that you could just co-opt whole ass marches that have existed in the past but pre you know, the not pre the internet, but definitely pre the internet being so forward, folk like forward facing in the world of activism, right? The Million Women's March was something yes. that was very real and present. And if it had happened Dirt, at a time yes. when the internet was, you know, huge, then it wouldn't have been, it would have been harder for the Women's March to co opt that space. But yes. what they did is they co opted it and people marched with them all over the world. It's like to this day, one of the largest marches since the civil rights movement, I believe. I can't remember the stat, but something mm -hmm. ginormous. Mm -hmm. And what's ridiculous about that is that people are not responsible for their internet use. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's this person, somebody like Sean King. People tell me all the time, I love Sean King. And I have to literally tell them, send them articles. This person is a con artist. Mm -hmm. This person has been called out by multiple mm -hmm. people. Now, people will literally tell me, and they have, you know, I don't really believe it. It's like, I just, That's you my can thing. just be whoever you want on the internet. You can, you can just have and be whoever you want because people want a savior so bad. They want somebody to save them. They want one person to save them to do good. And like you say, so they don't have to do anything anything mm -hmm. so they could just share the shit that they post which mm -hmm. is oftentimes black pain porn so they can share their little tweets and their little quips they do it to me as well mm -hmm. so they don't have to take any action whatsoever and mm -hmm. that's my thing it's like you have to read about these people you have to read what they say and hold them accountable to what they say. You also have to read not just what they say, but people who they're aligned with. Yes. People who they are partnering yes. with. There's also this other thing that I, it's like the more conversation that happen, mm -hmm. the less action is taken in favor of having a conversation. Mm -hmm. 
and you yes. just see it on yes. loop and i think that is just my frustration like it's even hard talking for me to talk about the internet in the sense of like i just don't like i want to be responsible that it that it is useful for some people that yes. it creates accessibility in a lot of ways when people can't physically be present for different conversations or different places but i think the thing is the conversations that we are having on the internet they're not necessarily undoing the conditions that we're constantly ha- talking about mm-hmm. like they're not doing shit like no. it's just not working no and i think that's my frustration and 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 who who I guess who am I to say who what's the measure of it working? But if people are still dying, if black trans women are still dying, and you have you know it as a link on somebody's earring, like a yes. picture of a person, yeah, you know who they it. didn't know, talk about you know it. whose family that they probably don't know, maybe didn't reach out, don't care about, mm-hmm. you know what what also I feel like happens on the internet is that the people who aren't on the internet get lost. And these are the people with the solutions. These are the people with the actual ideas that are going to Mm -hmm. shift something. These are the people working on behalf of of their communities each day to little to no fanfare, to little to no media or or press visibility. They're Mm -hmm. not getting Mothers Against Census Killing in Chicago, an all-black film-led organization. They're not getting accolades they're not getting nobel peace prizes for the work that they do Mm -hmm. it's it's so like how i guess that's my thing is like how many people do i chop it up with on a black people on a daily basis do i chop it up with and i'm like damn like this is a perspective that most of the world doesn't have right because we've decided that the that there are a select few people on the on the internet who can talk about this thing or who can be legitimated and authenticated when they talk about this and thing. And if it's not on the internet, it's not valid. And that We've if it's not on the that. internet, mm-hmm. then it's not valid. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's that's just the major that's just a major issue that I have. Yeah. It's also this idea that you can be more black on the internet like you can Ooh, find out your blackness let's you can, talk about that you can sort of get a relationship or some type <laughs> proximity to blackness or it's like without the Ooh. internet i don't know where some of y'all would get y'all culture from Ooh. i don't know where some of y'all would get the way y'all talk from cook like even it's just crazy to me like even shit down to slang yeah. like y'all all walking around here saying no cap and none of y'all is from atlanta like, you'll never on life on God ever hear me say no cap. I've never heard of that. But on life on God, hella people say Like, it. on everything. <laughs> like, but, but, and there is universal, like, linguistic patterns and ways that black people speak. AVE is, like, um, is so massive and expansive and it changes every day. Yeah. But motherfuckers who would, it's it just crazy. It's just you become, you get to adorn yourself with these things that yes. you sort of, get from and you absorb and you pick up from the internet and a motherfucker wouldn't know no different yes, when I mean, they you saw get, you in real life. I mean you get to manipulate how your body looks so you can have a, a smaller waist and a bigger butt and you get to put take all the peanut butter makeup from peanut um, butter. Sephora peanut butter color makeup from Sephora not peanut butter tasting man, but the, the tone oh. uh, of makeup and make yourself darker so you look like a black person it's hella plate people do it you know you know black face on the internet and you know people think that it's fine people that use a body positive activists who say they're thick and they're white as day and they should never ever be calling their body that or taking space in that way but they do 
And if they get enough likes, it's fine. So this is the (laughs) issue that I'm having. This is my central issue is Mm -hmm. that where is, is everybody's face melting off? Like, are we all, or is it just a couple people looking at this and being like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. This is strange. This doesn't make sense. And not only does it not make sense, it's actually really harmful. Yes. Like, I think people think the little black fishing or the catfish, whatever the fuck it is. Catfishing. The yes. pancake, whatever, the make peanut butter makeup. Yes. Whatever the case may be, people think that it's just that. Yes. They have it also as frivolity. Yes. It's fun and games. Yes. It's fine. It doesn't harm anybody. Oh, the little white kids. I hate those fucking dancing videos. No yeah. shade. Like, I'm not trying to brag on the white kids. Like, kids is kids. You know, they don't know no damn better. But they, somebody but somebody knows. No better. But you also don't like when little black kids are under the internet either. No, it's not that. I, that's my old fashioned, maybe patriarch, not patriarchal, but it's just paternalistic, maybe. You know, where it's like the little girl, what's her name? Red carpet girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's hella cute, you know, but my, I'm like, I just want. It's just cute. I yes. get that it's cute, and I also want to be responsible. Like, if your parents was raised on the internet, are they using the internet to raise you? Like, yes. I don't know. Yes. And I don't have like, kids, so I'm you, never... There is a desire to have fame from the internet. Yeah, you can pip your kids out to do it. And yes. I'm not gonna ever, ever talk about somebody with their kids and what they do with their kids as long as they're not harming them yes. because I don't have kids yes. and I don't have children yet so I don't and know they're not your kids they're not my kids mm-hmm. but I care about them all the same right. and this is the thing it's like yes. I don't I feel like the internet is creating a system in and of itself mm-hmm. it's like a new system mm-hmm. that is feeding into the quote unquote the big capital S system yes. the the system of the systemic racism institutional right all of that is finding a new way to iterate itself in in a more innocent way in a more innocuous way but in a way that you are constantly inundated with every day while you're on the internet well i got well you tell me all the time to take breaks from the internet because i'll have full-on anxiety attacks that look like me trying to be um hyper like active or busy or uh, freaking out about business and oh we need to do this many gigs and we don't have that much and oh no like we're not doing the most that we can and how come I wasn't invited to this event and you tell me to take breaks from the internet because the internet is just a microcosm of a white supremacist capitalist world that says if you're not doing enough if you're pub, you're not posting enough. If you're not doing something, you're useless. Mm-hmm. It's all a microcosm. It's all gonna be there. If there's racist ass people who create fake profiles just to be bigots on the internet, people who don't even have fake profiles, mm-hmm. people like Candace Owen, who is a, a, a bigot, real profile, right? Yes. Right? Who just got a real profile? Who goes around being an asshole, mm-hmm. being a bigot? You can just do that mm-hmm. on the internet. I don't know if black people can be bigots. I, I was using bigot and not racist intentionally, but... I think she is... She's just a hella internalized anti-blackness. She's a pawn. She's a pawn, but she's also a bigot. I don't know if we can... In a similar way that black people can't be racist, I don't know if we can be bigot. Why? Or bigoted. Bigoted. Why? I guess we could. I guess, but... I think it's less about her she's being horrid, a bigot. I'll she's horrid, but I, at the same time, she's no more... That's the thing about the internet. I'm just using, she's no more horrid... Than the another than a white person who's not on the internet. That's correct. Ooh. She that you encounter at the motherfucking Sephora or the motherfucking the the line in a grocery store. That's true. She ain't no more horrible than a TSA agent. That's true. 
So you don't even have more power than them. You know what I mean? So that's it's true. like this. But, so then, but that's what the internet creates. Yeah, it creates. It creates the like she has all this power. These entrenched, or not even all this power, but this entrenched narrative about her. Yes. Now she is a figurehead for something. Yes. Ooh. Rather than just a black person who just got internalized anti-blackness, and she think a white, she think it's a prize, a white prize at the end of the rainbow. It's nothing there for her. She's gonna get there, and it's all gonna be empty. It's empty now. And that's the thing too. It's just, it's just so. That's it's just an empty. It's a profound emptiness that I feel around it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like I, I just, I don't know. Like even when I think about following, like even people when they say they follow us, like I'm, I'm, I don't take it for granted. But I'm also like half of y'all would not piss on us if we was on fire. Yes, you say that all. The you time. don't give a fuck about us, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and w- there is a, a. a a sense of like I always tell you, you be too generous. Like you too vulnerable yes. on there. Yes. You too vulnerable on the internet. Like we literally talk about our credit, like, oh, not having good credit and literally or like me wanting to buy my mom a house. And somebody literally messaged and was like, Oh yeah, my credit is good or like literally no, no, just they a troll. Just us. said that y'all um talk about being anti capitalist, but Ed wants to buy his mom a house. And then call me Ed. That's another thing. If you don't know me, don't call me Ed. <laughs> I just want to let you, let that be clear, too. If you didn't know me before 2015, <laughs> don't call me that. Um, but <laughs> but I just think about shit like that, yes. where I'm just there like... There was a person that said that I stole her work, and mm-hmm. she did a whole um, Instagram story escapade about it. And I'm not saying her name intentionally, because I don't want to give her no airtime no whatsoever. Life. Um, but if you've been following me long enough, you probably saw it. Um, but she talked about it and went on and on for like two days and people were messaging me like, oh, you know, you should just, you know, say sorry. And maybe it was an accident. And I was like, what am I saying sorry for if I never did it? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Turned. And then a month or so later, she messages me on Instagram, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a message. Okay. Mm -hmm. But everything else was a private message saying, you know, I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't mean to make that such a big thing. You're right. You never copied me. A private message. Mm-hmm. Never said it out loud. Never, you know, said, you know what? I made a mistake. I don't even know she took the post down. I just, I blocked her well before then. So I don't even know. She was messaging me from another Instagram mm-hmm. that she had. So it's just the internet. Another Instagram. It's like, it's, oh, I, yeah. how do I know who the hell I'm talking to? But back to the thing about followers is like, I think people like having followers be, like for the obvious reasons. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel wanted and like maybe in ways that you feel like you lack in real life or um, whatever the case may be. But I'm also like maybe people follow people on the premise that they are what they represent themselves to be online. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out that that person is not that, then it's all bad. And it's like I never like with the Lizzo shit, like with the uh, Lizzo and tell the, me. with yeah. the Lizzo. I guess Lizzo did and the something seamless with Postmates. Oh, yeah, Postmates, where Lizzo, um, I, I guess the person that was delivering her Postmates didn't deliver it and stole it is what she presumed. So then she wrote on Twitter, "Hey Postmates, the person's name, full name, the per- the delivery person's name stole my order." And people reamed her, was using Truth Hurts 
um, lyrics to. <laughs> to really, I don't mean to laugh, funny. but <laughs> I just think that it's just you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. And you can't be human on the internet. You have to be superhuman, especially if you are a black person, especially if you are a black fat femme. You always have to be superhuman. You always have to be in line, saving somebody, freeing somebody from themselves. Um, making uh, tweets that are inspirational and lifting people up, you do something horrible, it's over for you. And I don't think it's over for Lizzo. I'm sure her PR team will do a good job. But she was saying a day later that she still didn't want to go on Twitter because it was still bad. But it's also like, what would then about what the, again, this system and the internet, Mm -hmm. what makes in the internet world it permissible for you to take somebody's whole name Somebody who is a part of an extremely exploitative gig economy. You're not calling out Postmates. You're not doing none of that shit. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about one individual that works for them? Yeah. I don't think that's cool. Yeah, it's not. And and yes, her being... Maybe the vilification is definitely... It's just the same people who fuck with her. They just get to be fat phobic now. Now that she not being good old nice Lizzo, she is being normal. Yes. Now it's like I've been meaning to talk to you, yes. talk this way about yes. you. Now I'm gonna say it. Yes. You know, it's either they all love the, you, they love you till they hate you, yes, and that's the all nature of the game. Anti-blackness comes out. They love yes. you till they hate you, and that's you. the same thing. It's like I don't want people. I really don't. I love all. I love everybody. And I always say this, but at the same time, it's like I don't care that y'all follow. It's very voluntary. Yeah, I care that you are safe. I care that you are free or are on your way to free a self a self-defined freedom, a self-defined liberation, especially as a black person. Yes. Um, Because I had this hotep dream that we're all going to walk off into the collective liberated promised land of, you know, black people be like, we need to come together. I really think we're going to do it, but I don't know what that looks like. And I have no idea. Um, I have no framework for what that could look like. And I kind of worked that out with Aaron Lang, a friend of ours. Um, But I, I also just... I just also think like I don't ever want somebody to follow me thinking that I'm doing something different than what they can do or that they're capable of. Yeah. And that's how a lot of these motherfuckers be getting followers is because they do present themselves as superhuman. They do present themselves as hella black and using hella slang and this and that, but then be around hella white people till kingdom come or be married to a white person or, you know, be, it just be what it is. Yeah. You get to pitch, you know, you get to pitch and you get to catch at ooh, the same time. Ooh, you really you don't get to, tonight. you know what I mean? But it's nigga like me in everyday life where I can't cut it off and I can't shut it off. Yeah. I don't get to cold switch. I don't yes. have the, my mother doesn't have the luxury of doing that. Like we're not in spaces that even call for us to do that necessarily. And if we are in you spaces that. You don't need to that, assert your blackness every two seconds. I don't have to assert because it, it's not, it's not on me. It's <laughs> It's in me. <laughs> so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like y'all can do everything that you see me doing or us doing that you think we're doing. You see in one side of it, you're seeing a very infinit- infinitesimal part Ooh. of a person's life and a person's day. But it's also like y'all are the shit on y'all own. Y'all are moving by yourself. Y'all don't need to follow nobody to I'm validate. by myself. 
But I'm a force when we're together. together. Baby, I'm good all by myself. All right. But when you and make me okay, bad, Erica, you make me you're bad. interrupting my. I'm thought. sorry. Keep going. You going off? I'm sorry. But this is. But do you get what I'm saying? I like get what people you're follow. Do you uh, think? Do you think about that sometimes? Like, why do people follow certain people? Even well, I mean, you as you a person follows me, people. People think that it is superhuman that I go topless on the internet and it's topless in person. Mm-hmm. People think that that's superhuman, but I think that I have done a good job on contesting with that that is superhuman. Mm-hmm. When there are cisgender men, presumably, and and trans men that go topless showing their scars and some I won't let me let me back up. There are people with pecs mm-hmm. and who will chestuses chest. who go topless all the time and they mm-hmm. are not superhuman. No. So I could test with No, they're the, sexy and all of they're that. They're sexy, it's normal, their pictures don't get flagged. So I have always contested with this idea that I couldn't go topless with nipples or without. Mm-hmm. So I have always just, you know, pushed up against this idea that I'm superhuman um, for showing my scars. It's also, um, it's not anti-black, but it's like... Be just because I'm going topless doesn't make me an inspiration. Like I'm mm-hmm. just showing you my a part of my body. It's mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of, and people think that I should be ashamed of my body. Mm-hmm. So I always and know, they'll go to no uncertain terms on the internet to make you feel to that me, way. Yes, I mean call. I mean everything they'll do, but they also do it in person. And I'll beat their ass uh, yeah. in the internet and on person. You gonna tell me to take that out? But see, this is important part of the conversation. But this important part of the conversation. No, I'm yes, but then but. It's like you constantly have to, there's no way in hell is how I think about it that I can manage everybody's thoughts about me. Just like I wouldn't be able to manage people's thoughts about me when they see me on a train or when they see me walk down the street or when they see me walk in my house. I cannot manage everybody's thoughts about me. Mm -hmm. People think that I'm connected to certain people on the internet. They think I do... Um, all breast cancer advocacy. Some people think that I do just racial justice. Some people think that I'm do sex education work. Like they all have these different. Or they follow you me. just because you queer, but the moment you start talking about race, they pew. Bye. So I yeah I would be and I am exhausted trying mm-hmm. to manage people's thoughts about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a lot of the internet and a lot of being a quote unquote influencer or a person on the internet with a lot of you followers. You are not an influencer. I'm just saying influencer mm-hmm. for sake of, you know, lack of words. Better, yeah. Um but yeah, it's the, the I think that's the 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 work is what yeah. I guess people with a lot of followers always have to do is they always have to assert who they are, especially mm-hmm. if they are black mm-hmm. and queer, mm-hmm. um, a non-binary fan or a trans person. Like they have to assert who they are all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting and it's ridiculous because the second somebody's like, oh yeah, Erica, the woman, the amazing woman, they I have do it to all then the message, I'm not a woman. Oh, Erica, the influencer. I'm not an influencer. And you know, I, it's like, you, at the end of the day, you just got to be like, look, I tell you at least once a week who I am, mm-hmm. or I tell you every day, I make it blatantly clear who I am. You are only hearing what you want to mm-hmm. hear. And I can only do so much, mm-hmm. right? I could just be me. I can't play into who you think that I am. That's all yeah. I mean. And on the flip side of having to constantly assert who you are, you can then also become whatever you want to yes. be. Um, and you can assert your people use the internet, like I said before, to assert their blackness and to assert 
you know, some proximity to it or some proximity to the hood. Most of the of the, of the advent of AVE comes from the hood. Most yes. of the advent of all the language that's now popularized on the internet from it's lit to, you know, all the, all the shit these motherfuckers be saying on the internet. Things that you'll now find in advertisements, you know, for fucking West Elm or something like that. Like, all of that comes from black people, especially black people from the hood and there is no way necessarily to monetize that there's no way to monetize on fleek like all of it there's no way to monetize a lot of what black people create on the internet that just gets co-opted um and not only does it get co-opted by white people and corporations but it it it, it also you know it gets co-opted by individual white people yes like that's their way to now. Now they talking about fuck boys. That's their way to. Yes. Um, they singing Megan Now they singing. You know. Now they twerking. That's their way yes. to connect to black people without actually having to connect to black people yes. without actually having to be near black people. Not yes. that we need or want y'all now to. Their butt is big. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's all it's it's all hella disgusting mm-hmm. um, to me, and it's just rampant. And it's also you know what. I find interesting as somebody who grew up in um, a Latinx community in Puerto Rico is the now excitement to assert one's blackness or one's proximity to blackness. It is so frustrating to see people constantly assert their blackness on the internet and and never talk about the anti-blackness that persists around them outside of the internet. It's like you get to be, you get to affirm your blackness over and over again because it's cool to now be, to talk about being Afro-Latinx and to talk about being black and to honor your African ancestry as a Latinx person. But then when your abuela is saying something anti-black, you're not correcting them. No. It's silence. Nope. But the second that somebody questions your blackness on the internet, you're now Fat Joe talking about, oh, we how all, all the music Africa. is from Africa and, you know, Latinx people are black. Like, what? Like, come on now, y'all. <laughs> this is, this is, this is convenient. You are not talking about the years and years, centuries mm-hmm. of colonization that led to people resisting that they even have African ancestry. Yeah. A total removal of black Afro of Afro Latinx people from islands like Puerto Rico where they have been pushed to and places it, like yeah. Loisa. Mm-hmm. Like where it's literally you you have to find deeply look where the black communities are in Colombia. Like, all of that stuff is a function of anti-blackness. So while I think it's great that everybody is connected to their African ancestry, I also think it's convenient. And I think people don't do the work outside, do the work, there I am, do have conversations (laughs) with their family members who are still perpetuating this, have have conversations with the people around them and their anti-blackness. It's all about how I consider myself and how I can talk about my proximity to blackness because that is now cool. That's what's in that's what's in vogue. That's the trend now. That's that is and, and it's, it's also belated. It's, it's belated. You know, Fat Joe, you've been walking around saying nigga this and nigga that and all your songs for hella long and I didn't know what if you was Puerto Rico I didn't know what your uh 
You know what I mean? I didn't know how fat Joe identified racially. Right. You but know now, what I mean? all of a sudden, you want to tell us. Right. How is it now all of a sudden? Why are you telling us Even now? with reggaeton, like this whole Latino gang and reggaeton taking on a decidedly more trap sound, like all of that is inside of blackness now being in vogue. Mm -hmm. But while what I want people to peep game on is that blackness is now in vogue and now it's super popular on the internet to be black and to talk about black shit. But black people are still dying. Mm -hmm. Like the conditions that we face, the racism that we face on a daily basis is not subsiding with people's newfound appreciation for our cultural exports, for our, for the newfound appreciation for how niggas talk. And, but killed two black gay men in his home this happened over the span of maybe two years ed buck just now got arrested due to the third death another black gay cis man all of this is well known on the internet but there are people actually on the ground doing that work who started that conversation in la about ed buck it wasn't the internet it wasn't yeah. the internet that got ed buck arrested <laughs> yeah but it's the internet that has black people's deaths be less important, such that it takes three and four and five of mm -hmm. us to die for people to say, oh, this might be, there might be some link between white cis men and homicidal violence, mass murder, serial killings. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not the internet that does it's that. Not it's the, the fact that the internet is wherever, if things are not, like I said, if things are not on the internet, then it's not valid. So folks organizing around Ed Buck are not organizing on the internet because mm -hmm. a lot of organizing doesn't happen on the internet. Yeah. It happens off the internet. Yeah. So they're not putting, hey, you know, it's not a mute R. Kelly um, yeah. interest. It's also black people dying. So there's yeah. never, even if it's on the internet, there's never going to be an interest in that. Mm -hmm. Right. Similar to it's white people being acted by climate change. So now we got a white person talking about how climate change is so serious mm -hmm. when black people were being, which they still are. But now white people are also mm -hmm. at the impact of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's now important to talk about it. Black people are dying. A black black gay men are being murdered by a white person. Why would we talk about that? Yeah. It's not Elizabeth Smart who's being taken away. It's yeah. not a blonde hair, blue eye, wealthy uh, white person that's being taken away from their family and, mm. and they can't find them and they're in misery. Yeah. And I think that there is an acceptance of light skin people who may who are from who are not necessarily saying they are black, but maybe they're saying they're Afro Latinx. There is an acceptance by black people mm -hmm. to say that they are also black or to yeah. even Fat Joe being on, I think he was on a black radio show where he was talking about this. Mm -hmm. And then there being a whole conversation about Fat Joe, like, yes, you know, Latinx people are black, but it's like Latinx is not a race. It's an ethnicity. It's not a particular place. Like mm -hmm. it is a lots of places. Yes. So what are you talking about? Specifically. What specific yes. place? Because if you're talking about Puerto Rico, because Fat Joe it's New Yorican, in Puerto Rico they relate I to each other as black and white. I think <laughs> and he's also part Cuban. 
So oh, that uh, right. Cuba, absolutely, yes. positively. Yes. Can we talk about the anti-blackness? I just feel like people rush to being black before they talk about how they've hated the, any type of blackness or black people for a long time. But I think it's in us. I think, and I'm not gonna generalize for black people. What from what I've seen is like. I always think about this. When white people, when a black person comes to an all-white space, all eyes on them, people don't know how to comport themselves no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody either got to be overly social or they are, you know, separating themselves from the person completely. Mm-hmm. But white person coming to an all-black space, a non-black POC coming to an all-black space, half the time they celebrate it, they talk too, it's all good. There's, there's almost... It, unanimous acceptance yeah. and this is not across the board but i'm even thinking about on the level of the takashi shit like i posted something on facebook today i'm like here i go with my internet uses because yes. that's what i do i go on <laughs> facebook occasionally and make a couple statuses here and there um but you know the takashi 69 is a cautionary tale about letting y'all non-black plc friends say nigga like yes. takashi 69 is in videos flanked by a whole bunch of black people in yes. brooklyn Yes. Talking about nigga this and nigga that, and it's all fake. Yes. All the gangster shit, all the blood hood shit, it's all fake. And no, and now everybody's surprised and everybody's shocked. Yep. And I'm like, how could you be shocked by that? Yep. You, because you thought it was okay. You yep. found a way to make it permissible for for a non-black person to be saying nigga. Yeah. You, you found a way to list blackness. Nicki Minaj, all the rest of them. You found a way to do music with the motherfucker. You found mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And it's all colorism. And barring that Takashi 69 also has an open investigation for sexual assault. Like it's yep. just all it's it's just like we've it's the internet creates these blinders and these it's just this this obsession with celebrity. It's always been there. We've all had posters of people on the wall. I'm a fucking Whitney Houston on the wall right now, like with Whitney I'm not bringing Whitney in this undo. How does this connect? I'm just saying, just people's obsession with celebrities, but now it oh. is, now you find ways to like the motherfuckers more or you really find out who they are, oddly yes. enough. Yes, It's just, it's just fucked up. Like their access to activism, their access to all y'all's Instagram's accounts. Like, just don't think that motherfuckers not look at that, that us, that it's just us looking at each other's Instagram profiles. It's also celebrities stealing y'all content, going in comment sections. Literally, Jay Z is now a damn police brutality, uh, a whole criminal justice, you know, advocate based off shit he was seeing on the internet. Yes. I just wonder where all y'all was at, where y'all ass was at, Fat Joe. Where was you at? Yes. You've been around for hella long for years. And now you're talking years. about how music, how all music stems from Africa? Why? Really? Did you just learn that? And how long have you been doing music? How long? Yeah. When I was living in Puerto Rico, I was 16 years old, I used to talk to all my Puerto Rican friends about that. Mm-hmm. How all of this is is an African beat behind it. Yes. How all of all Puerto Ricans have African ancestry. Every right. single last one of them. Some of them you might not see it as much, mm-hmm. but it is all present. That's what makes a Puerto Rican. Yeah. But now we want to get super excited about it, assert it hella much, and we have to talk about why you want to do it now all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And where you're doing it, mm-hmm. right? If you're only talking about this mess on the internet, then what is the point? Right. <laughs> what is the point? And I don't want to, and that's why I brought it to the celebrity piece and the Jay-Z piece. It's not just 
people just it's not us everyday regular degglers no, it's, it's they are too. also on the internet and they are also utilizing it in similar ways but they have a lot more institutional power to do yeah. a lot more damage yeah. they have a lot more range when they adopt and spew harmful rhetoric or, or about black people yes like and it's just it's all disposable yes your blackness is, has always been the, not always been, but as is in the eyes of white supremacy, blackness is disposable. Blackness mm-hmm. can be discarded. Blackness can also just be used for a profit. Uh, mm-hmm. Blackness is, is something I could take and take and take and continue to take from. Mm-hmm. And that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels with everybody of, uh, somehow coming to mm-hmm. having Jesus moments around their blackness. Yeah. I don't think that it is actually something that they believe. I think it is something to absolve them of mm-hmm. their anti-blackness mm-hmm. or an attempt yeah. to absolve them of their anti-blackness. So we can yeah. be like, oh yeah, you want to me, bro? Like, yup. Oh yeah, you definitely, you black, blah, blah. And they can just continue saying, mm-hmm. nigga, they could continue um, uh, utilizing misogynoir, they could continue talking mm-hmm. about whatever to to uh, whatever whatever anybody says as an anti-black individual or whatever they you know use to continue being anti-black or to say Fat Joe. Oh yeah, all music is African connected and we are black too is another way to stay in community. Yeah. And to keep money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A level of dissonance that it requires to do well emotionally on the internet. Say is, more. Is it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you have to begin to separate <laughs> What you know to be true, what you believe, like your like, mm-hmm. if we are talking about, oh, Ti coming for Candace Owens on the like revolt thing, like if you are more concerned with, not it's not even about the user on the user end. It's like why does Verizon have a conf- yes. a conference or a panel called Revolt? Yes, why do they have one at all? Inevitably recording for the internet. Yes. Like it's not just a it's not just a conversation that happens for the audience. It has no. to happen for everybody, which I get accessibility, but they're not doing it for accessibility because there's no closed captioning on any of those videos. No. No. There's nobody signing in the audience. Like it's not really for accessibility. It's really just to be seen and just to like a to to make a like what is it not a ruse but to make um. It's for Verizon it's to. It's for clout. Okay, it's for yeah. clout, but it's also for Verizon to, get to absolve itself of anything that yes. is done, and for corporations to again be humanized inside of the internet. It's like Verizon is down with the culture. Verizon has an all-black panel. Yep. Verizon is uh, is now a part of an intercommunal conversation about anti-black black people and yep. niggas like Ti who are also got some anti-blackness, of course. But you know, coming for a black film, who, you know. Now Verizon is the, the the conduit for a conversation of that nature. That's ridiculous. Yep. You know, and that's that is that's a, that's only one such example. Yeah. Of of the internet, of of corporations using the internet and institutions using the internet to their benefit. Like I just was in the subway, Atlantic Barclay Station, and it was a whole Twitter got like a whole ad campaign out, and it's different people's tweets all over the subway walls. About like Twitter is like a playground where it's always recess or some shit. Like literally like people's amorous feelings about Twitter. 
And I'm just like, that's, I get it. I'm happy that people are using it toward that end, but Twitter is not making any more shifts to hire more black people or to have black people in executive management positions or on this board. Right. Again, these are things. And how many people are there? And how are they being treated? Right. People are not, they don't want to do that. It's just like the Mattel doll. People are so, you know, excited about an inanimate object having gender, but then don't regard or make sure that non-binary people, that trans people, that gender non-conforming people have a safe place to work. Mm -hmm. But great, there's a doll. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's something that a kid can play with that potentially is identifies as non-binary, but then when they go to school, they're treated like crap. But what is a non-binary doll? But that, but that's beside uh, right, the point. That People is. are that's excited right. about it. It exists now. It's, gen- it's a gender-neutral doll. But the excitement said. is not as beside the point. That's the issue. That's but, where but, I'm at. But, see, that's our frustration with the internet is because the excitement is all connected to, oh, look at this, like, this, this is headline. Like, oh, look, look at how we have got a capitalized t-shirt. off of the new wave, yes. which is being non-binary, right? Mm-hmm. We have, this is it. This is, we have gender neutral dolls, mm-hmm. but we still got Barbie and Ken and we still going to make money off of them because we're never going to discontinue that. Yes. We're just going to have the gender neutral doll mm-hmm. added in with the Barbie. Yes. And we'll make sure we sell the gender neutral doll at places where people will get it. Like, we probably won't sell it in Wisconsin, but we'll definitely sell it in New York. Yeah. And I don't know, California. California. We'll sell it in places like that. But other than that, we're gonna we're gonna chill. Like these are the conversations that are not contested with. People are just cool. Like I was reading people's comments about the doll, and they were saying, you know, I know it's not perfect, but I know this is gonna make a difference. It's like Who? it's always. I know this is not perfect, but I know that it it's still you know. Uh, representation inside of white supremacist capitalism, but it's like not. Nah, there's no but to that sentence. This it is but is. everything the is, is but. but. Yes, it's maybe it's a concession. Yes. It's some resignation yes. wrapped up in this is cool. But it's also the condition of the world. It's like my life is in shambles. I'm gonna have you know something to drink to like ease it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in shambles, but I, this is what I'm gonna do to like cope. You know, my life is a shambles. I'm going to, like, eat cake. Uh, my life is a... You get what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like we have accepted that you can't have it all. You yes. can only have parts of it. Mm-hmm. You can only have Mattel creating gender-neutral dolls. They're never going to get rid of Barbie and Ken. So mm-hmm. let's just get excited about the gender-neutral dolls and just forget that those dolls are are incredibly impactful to people and have been for many, many, many years. And that's another thing I want to really get y'all to see the gag of... I know sometimes a lot of y'all, y'all have people reach out, companies reach out to you on your Instagram or your Twitter pages or whatever the case may be. And they're super zealous, it seems, that are interested in partnering with you or having you, you know, advertise or sell some type of product for them. Like, it's all, even when they send you shit for free and they don't explicitly say that they want you to share, it's all an endorsement. Yeah. It's all a way all I tell I have to keep Erica. Send me Erica be so excited. And I'm <laughs> like, do. it's and I can't <laughs> fault you again. I'm not gonna fault the user. But this all it's all an endorsement. It's also that when they get ready to launch some violent fucked up thing that they had already been planning for months, mm-hmm. that they have buy-in from people that they have coddled with gifts. Again, it's inside of capitalism where you get to be important. 
mm-hmm. where you get to prevail, where you individually get to have your thoughts on loudspeaker, where you get to have other people adorn and say nice things about you and send you stuff. Um, and you get to post about it and you mm-hmm. need to open it in a particular way and you need to show what you're wearing. All of these things are consistent with what famous people have done for years and years and years before the internet. If you talk, I'm the first thing that comes to mind is like Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Yeah, like Marilyn Monroe is showing her outfit. She's showing how much she has. Here's all my diamonds. Here's all the beautiful pictures that I take. Mm. The internet is only mimicking that. She doesn't have cornrows though. She doesn't have cornrows. She doesn't have cornrows <laughs> and she's not listening to Megan Thee Stallion. That's all but if she doing. But if she was in 2019, Marilyn Monroe would absolutely yes. be listening to Megan Thee Stallion and twerking and doing everything else. Yes. So it's it's the same. It's all about how can I be important yes. for a second? How can I be considered, right? How can I make sure that I am saying the most important thing? And you get got by that. That's the same reasons why I go in these spirals of, you know, babe, what should I tweet? Or what should I talk about? Or how should I word this? Or what should I write? And you're like, babe, that does not matter. Or when people want to send me stuff, I'm like, ooh, that's great. Or when I see other people got stuff, I'm like, oh, how come I didn't get it? It's all a function of capitalism. And I am, and you are, and everybody else is existing inside of that. There's no way that they also don't feel that way. Yeah. Unless they are not on the internet. Like you, everybody, there's every opportunity wherever you turn is buy this, buy that, yeah. be this, do that, be this important. Oh my God, um, Beyonce is now a multi gazillionaire and they just bought 13,000 jets for this whole school like it's all about (laughs) it's all about what you can do and how you can stay on top and how you are important and that is important to people but it is all it's us all fake because it's all inside of capitalism and it doesn't matter at the end of the day and and I want to ask you because you're on the internet. How does that be making you feel when you're? I'm not. I'm on the internet as well, just not in the same ways. Yes. But I feel like Instagram is a little bit more of a different beast. So how do that make you feel that you are aware that this is the landscape of this thing? You have to be in reality with it. Like you have to come back. You have to come to. I think it helps me that I teach and I'm in a classroom once a week because I'm with real people. And she I'm just talking. touched my shoulder for some reason. <laughs> I'm talking with them and we aren't in a comment section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same reason why I don't teach online classes. It's because I have a, I want to have a connection with people. Mm-hmm. And as much as people, like people will literally message me every day about stuff they got going on in their life. I have like six messages from people that are like, hey, you know, you're the person that I thought could answer this. Like not people in their life, but me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's important for me to talk to my friends, to mm-hmm. meet with them, see my friends on the weekends, mm-hmm. for me to teach in person with mm-hmm. people, not online, for me to go and speak and meet with. That's all keeps me grounded. Yeah. Um, and I also have to be off the internet. I have to take breaks. It's not just that white people send me ridiculously disgusting messages on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with just me having to check my own mental health and check in about how all of this will be there when I come back. And that has a lot to do with it too. Like, or if it went away, you'd be here. I would, I would still be here if it went away, but how much of, this is like a vulnerable moment, but how much 
validity does the internet supply me? Yeah. Like I have to contest with that on a regular, like how much am I letting it give to me as well? Yeah. Like when I have a tweet that gets 72 likes, am I just as excited as when it gets 5,000 likes? And why does Mm -hmm. it matter at the end of the day? Why does it matter? Yeah. And I have to deal with why does it matter? When I'm mm-hmm. in a classroom, there's no liking what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just, you got to hear it or not. Like, yeah. I'm just teaching. You know, you have to then regurgitate it into an essay to make sense or a paper or a test. But at the end of the day, there's no like or whatever. Sometimes mm-hmm. they've created those kind of things like rate my professor or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm not looking at that because mm-hmm. I'm clear on my skill. But then on the internet, it's like, wait, who am I? What do I do? What? Am I smart? Like, is this was this not a good tweet? Yeah. So all of, it's all ridiculous and arbitrary, and most people are stealing on a regular basis. People are stealing. People are stealing they'll a go, lot. They'll go to the classroom with me and steal what I say and put it on Twitter because it lit. They get to have life for a minute. But you have life, life for, for a minute. You get your little life off of a like, but somebody. I guess I'm but now there's a consequence because somebody is not getting the credit that's for saying it. Yes. Right. And, and that's the and that's it. There's no accountability. We talk we talked about cancel culture. There's no accountability. There's no consequence for stealing shit. None. Mm-mm. And there's also no real consequence for being canceled on the internet. No. It's, it's not, not real. It's not real. It's not real. You know, and yet these it's things prevail. So I think while If you get canceled, what happens? You get kicked off the internet? That's the thing. Now, th- there might be some material consequences, like in some way, yeah, but maybe you lose a little bit of coin. And maybe in the court of public opinion, people don't view you as positively as they or favorably as they did before. Yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, it, it it's it's like L always talks about our friend L Hines. Like you, yeah, cancel yourself. Yes. Like even the th- even when thinking about people stealing shit, it's like yes, you are up against that all of this shit is not ours like you always say the ancestors James Baldwin all these people that we got with these books Fannie Lou Hamer anybody that I can look at Asana Shakur I'm looking at the damn like the the books you know because we in the office but like any of these people have already said these things it's not like the conditions that we're commenting on so much cleverly with a little bit of spicy av splish splashed in there now because people respect and recognize ave because white people and companies want to use it now it's not like that hasn't been said before it's not like the situ the shit the the, the systems have shifted so that we're saying something different that's all the same yes it has not changed. Yeah. And that is where a nigga like me, I get upset. Yeah. Because I'm like, people are on the internet dying. I could care less about how much somebody likes something I have to say. I kind of care less about what I have to say sometimes. For example, people like black people, but we like black people online. We don't necessarily all the time like the black people in our life. We like no. black people intellectually when we're theorizing and we're doing social justice and we're talking about bell hooks, all about love. Then we love black people. But the motherfuckers in your life, you don't be loving them. You I don't mean, love the black people that you encounter in everyday life. But what's I have people that will follow me that I know that I know of or that we're not friends, but Mm -hmm. I know they follow me, will literally see me in spaces and parties or whatever restaurant and not speak. Yeah. (laughs) But will message me literally every day. Yeah. Or will Mm -hmm. like the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. Will be like, oh, you're amazing. But in real life, I'm walking down the street, I'm literally right there like, human, hi, Mm -hmm. hello, real, that's not Instagram. 
Nothing. Or they'll be like doing hella statuses talking about how they popped off on this person and they'll pop off on that person and they'll call this person out and I'm finna do this and that. But then in real life is you hear that? Listen, it's just like that. <laughs> We're done now. It's just like We're that. Done. Gemini's and what they, I just want I just want to tell y'all signing off Gemini. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Take care of yourself out there. Thank y'all for listening. Take breaks on the internet. You know, Mm -hmm. people say unfollow people that stress you out. Also, just take a just take a a break. You know, just get off. (laughs) If you want, you can also just do. But you can also just do what you want on the internet. Don't hurt nobody. Don't harm nobody. Yes, don't harm anybody. We even save ourselves. So the only fuck I got to give is for some copulation I figure that's the best place to head in this combination It's probably the bed, I'm too tired to be woke But that's where they kill Fred, I don't wanna rest no more Fuck At the end of it all I find myself somewhere between The Afro horn and Sonny's blues Like I'm hearing through muscle James Bowl. Strike a phrase, strike a phrase, strike a phrase, strike a phrase, strike a phrase.